If you need a new roof or a repair, Easton Roofing will take care of you. Estimates are always free and suggestions are built on integrity. Visit EastonRoofing.com for more information. Get back to business faster with Easton Roofing. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. People are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-760-8196. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-760-8196 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-760-8196. What do you have to lose? Call 800-760-8196. Again, 800-760-8196. According to a new national survey, most people prefer to stay in their homes as they age. In order to do so, and as their health care needs change, many will need at-home health care options to keep them healthy and keep them at home. Yet most adults age 50 and older have not considered the type of care they may need that would enable them to age at home. Now is the time to research the care you want while you're in good health. First, research the home care options available in your community. There may be government programs that can help, including PACE and LIFE state-based Medicare programs. Talk to your family about your wishes and where you'd like to receive care. Keep Keep talking with your doctor about your health and consider the finances of long-term care and the assistance programs available. Keeping seniors at home is a win-win for patients, doctors, and health care facilities. Receiving care at home has proven to result in a better quality of life and better health outcomes. This survey and message are sponsored by Cross Country Workforce Solutions Group, the nation's leading provider of in-home clinical and non-clinical care for aging seniors. Your exclusive home of Championship Week, ESPN Wichita 92.3. ESPN Wichita is bringing you a full week of college basketball action leading up to March Madness. We'll have exclusive live play-by-play of the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City, plus the ACC and Big 10 tournament championship games. And it all leads to our Selection Sunday special to kick off March Madness right here on your home for college basketball, ESPN Wichita. 92.3 FM. Here in Manhattan, every man is a wildcat. Into the corner for three. Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Join us for the start of a new era. Our next head basketball coach at Kansas State University, Jerome Tang. Be a part of the wildcat journey all season long on your home for Kansas State basketball. Thursday, Kansas State faces TCU in the Big 12 tournament. Hear the tip-off at 8.30 right here on the home of the Wildcats, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi. After being given the non-exclusive franchise tag by the Ravens, quarterback Lamar Jackson's now free to negotiate with teams. There are some organizations who quickly publicly announce that they'll pass when it comes to a chance at the former NFL MVP. Among them, the Commanders, Falcons, Dolphins, and Panthers. That doesn't sit well with ESPN's Ryan Clark. This man is one of the top quarterbacks in the league. This man is one of the best athletes in the league. This man is a leader, which is why all those dudes in the locker room are coming out in support of him. So all these teams that are all of a sudden publicly out of the Lamar chase, just tell me you're colluding without telling me you're colluding. Ryan Clark on first take. The Ravens have the right to match any offer sheet that Jackson signs. If not, they will receive two first-round picks as compensation from the team he winds up with. NBA big night in Phoenix tonight as Kevin Durant will make his son's home debut versus the Thunder. Phoenix with Durant in the lineup is 3-0 so far. And Katie and Devin Booker have combined for 188 points in those three games together. We all know the game isn't over till it's over. So next time you need parts for your car, don't call it quits. Go to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. You're listening to The Pulse with Pat Strothman on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Small What's up, Wichita? 
Happy Hump Day, everyone. It is Wednesday. And boy, an exciting day at that. And we'll tell you why here in just a little bit. Welcome into the Pulse. I'm Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. You can also stream us online at ESPNWichita.com. You click on the Listen Live link and we'll show up. You can also check out old shows with our podcast page. And here before too long, we'll have our bracket challenge. And we have some pretty cool prizes. We'll tell you about that next week, maybe even later on this week. But nonetheless, get ready for our bracket challenge next week. Cannot wait. Should be a blast. You can also stream us on the TuneIn app on your smartphone. If you have a smart speaker, tell your smart speaker to tune into ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM or tune into KKGQ. That also works in case you're wondering. I'm Pat Strothman. Producing today is Jack Johnson, 316-669-4996. That is the hotline. If you want to call and chime in on anything, feel free to do so, 316-669-4996. If you don't want to call, text line is always an option, 316-247-0923. Big 12 tournament officially starts today. KU, K-State, not in action today, but if you want to make your picks, feel free to let us know on the text line, 316-247-0923. Also have Twitter, ESPN Wichita, Pat Strothman, Johnny J underscore 15, who's tweeting about the Royals because that's how Jack Johnson rolls. And you can also interact on Facebook. Send us a message, ESPN Wichita 92.3. You should really go check out our social media pages just in general because on all three pages, on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram, we posted a video. Jack, did you see the video earlier today? Did you actually watch it? I did. I talked with Shane about it. Did you really? What would you say? I said I got a couple of hard asses right there. <laughs> no, you got a big donkey. You got a couple of big donkeys. That's what you got. Two big donkeys. At least one of them. I'm a big donkey. Maybe not Shane, but I'm a big donkey. I'll, I'll say that. I understand that. So you saw it. Good. I'm glad you did. I'm half tempted to change our cover photos on Facebook and Twitter to Shane and I with our arms crossed. <laughs> I'm half tempted to. I don't know if that would fly or not. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Anywho, you should go check it out. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Here on the show today, coming up at 225, voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. K-State, TCU, it's taking place tomorrow around 8.30, pregame around 7.30 here on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, your home for the Big 12 tournament and just championship week in general. We have ACC, we we have the Big 10, we got it right here on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Pretty cool stuff. So we'll visit with Wyatt Thompson coming up at 225. 245, I really haven't asked Jack what his Big 12 tournament pick is. So we'll do that at 245 and tell you the odds. Who is the favorite going into the Big 12 tournament this week in Kansas City? Yesterday, we couldn't connect with Taylor Eldridge. And you know why, Jack Johnson? It was because he was getting his hair cut. <laughs> his haircut went long. So, Taylor looking fresh for the AAC postseason tournament. I don't blame him. So we'll have Taylor on at 3.02. Instead of a Tuesday with Taylor Eldridge, it's a Wednesday with Taylor Eldridge. Brought to you by You Build It. Wichita State, we'll have to talk about the Shockers. Women's basketball pulling off a great upset. So on and so forth. That's coming up at 3.02. 3.25, we continue our state tournament talk as we visit with Andover girls basketball coach Hannah Alexander. We go back to ACCHS days, which is just crazy to think about. State tournament basketball is going on right now. State tournament basketball taking place right now. And right now, there's only one team from the area that is in action. Class 2A boys basketball, the number one overall seed is Wichita Independent. And they are taking on the number eight seed of Pitt Colgan 
a team that knocked us out of the running my senior year at the high school level. Pitt Colgan beat us in the semis at the Class 2A level inside Bramwich Coliseum. Hope Independent can get some revenge just for me, me personally. That's the only game as of right now. At 4 p.m., Class 3A, Cheney and Eureka visited with Sarah McCormick a couple days ago, 6 o'clock. There will be three games to watch at the 6A level. On the guy's side, the number one seed is Heights taking on Junction City. 5A girls, a Wichita battle. Number two, Bishop Carroll. Number seven, Andover Central. 4A boys, number seven, Wellington. And number two, McPherson. And then you have two night games. 2A boys, you have Mount Ridge and St. Mary's. 3-6 battle there. And the 6A boys, Derby and Olathe North. 4-5 battle State tournament basketball taking place today. And, of course, we'll keep you up to date on what is taking place at various locations. But there's only one location to really focus on right now, and that's Independent Impact Colgan. So we'll tell you about that coming up later on, probably at 3.20-ish or so, right before we talk to Hannah Alexander. And at 3.45, we'll have a What If Wednesday with Jack Johnson. That is our lineup for today, March 8th, 2023. Glad to have you here on the show. It is awfully chilly down here in Wichita. Jack, we're making the trek to Kansas City. Is it still winter in Kansas City? Do I need to load up on some warm clothes? I bring a jacket. It's a little bit chilly. A little chilly. Okay. Tomorrow, we'll be broadcasting from Kansas City. Big 12 championship tournament this week. KU playing in the afternoon tomorrow, so we'll have live reaction as that game unfolds right in front of us. Jack's got to stay back at the station, but we'll be broadcasting live from Kansas City. We're pumped. Big 12 championship tournament coverage made possible by Kansas Contractors Association and Enhanced Wellness of Derby. We thank them for making this a reality. So we're absolutely excited to get out there. And Tomorrow, the pulse is going to go a little bit longer than normal. You're going to get an additional two hours of me and Jack. Sorry. If you have a complaint, just send me a DM, and I'll forward that to the boss, and then I'll let you know. An extra two hours. So you'll have the show from 2 to 6 tomorrow. Should be a lot of fun. All right, so we can sit here and talk college basketball, but let's be real. NFL is still very much at the forefront to a lot of people, including us. The Kansas City Chiefs, we've been talking about this all week long. Orlando Brown Jr. talked about that news, not getting the tag. You have Frank Clark getting released. Talked about that yesterday. What's the latest for the Kansas City Chiefs? couple of things, a couple of tidbits. Number one, Orlando Brown Jr., not getting the tag, right? We think that the Kansas City Chiefs, as much as they're going to try to get the job done and get a long-term contract extension, they're probably going to let other teams get in the conversation. They're going to allow teams to talk to Orlando Brown Jr. to try to get a, a contract done. And I think it's a, an interesting game being played by Brett Veach, but I think it's also a, a good one because Kansas City's not going to pay top tackle money to a guy who isn't a top tackle right now in the National Football League. Will other teams bite? That's the interesting question to me. Are other teams really going to bite and what the price tag, what's it going to look like for Atlanta Brown Jr.? So right now I think we're all assuming that the Kansas City Chiefs are in the market for a new left tackle. That's just the gut feeling for a lot of people. With that being said, who could be an option at left tackle? We talked about how Kansas City can address this in the draft this year. Now, if you really want the left tackle of the future, you probably got in, you got to get into the top 15 would be my guess. I've had a chance to go back and look at the history of the NFL draft. I'm sure we will once we get a little bit closer. But something tells me that in the top 15, that is where you're going to find your left tackle for the future. 
And there are a few guys, too, by the way, that you can just basically put in the left tackle spot and go, all right, he can win any battle one-on-one. Don't worry about it. There's only a handful of guys that can really do that in the National Football League, in my opinion. But maybe Kansas City can find that in this year's draft. I don't know, but that's an option. Or you could address the vacancy through free agency. There are not a lot of attractive options out there when it comes to offensive line help in NFL free agency. But there is one guy who is stirring the pot a little bit. Seems like he's interested in the Kansas City Chiefs. That guy is former Tennessee Titans tackle Taylor Lewin. No secret he wants to play for the Kansas City Chiefs, or at least we think so. He tweeted out earlier today, he just put one of those periods in front of the at side with Chiefs and basically said that. That was his tweet. Effective, simple, but very, very effective there by Taylor Lewin. Former offensive tackle for the Tennessee Titans. Part of that ground and pound game there in Tennessee with King Henry being the guy that runs the football. We've talked about Taylor Lewin before on this show. Kind of a big bruiser, at least we kind of feel that way for him. He was released earlier this offseason by the Titans in a financial move intended to turn the corner and get younger, which Lewin is not very young. He is 31 years old. So him putting that out there on social media, we're basically assuming that this is Lewin's attempt to get the Chiefs to take a good look at him at a key moment when the team has refused to use the franchise tag on Orlando Brown Jr. this offseason. Maybe that is going to work, but I don't know. You take a look at Lewin. Wouldn't be surprised if Brett Beach makes this type of move, but it comes down to the dollar amount. Wasn't that long ago when the Chiefs signed a guy by the name of Kyle Long? Didn't turn into anything, but it was a low-level deal. Kansas City took a flyer on a veteran guy just to see what was there. Taylor Lewin is not the answer I left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. At least to me, he's not the answer. And the reason why I say that, he's about to be 32. You can't rely on him at left tackle. He's a three-time Pro Bowler, which, which don't get me wrong. I mean, not bad. But here's the thing. He has only played in 20 games in the last three years. Just 20. Are you going to rely on that at left tackle? I don't think there's any way that you can. Now, if Brett Feach just wants to bring him in, maybe maybe you put him at right tackle. I don't know, penny on the dollar amount. Maybe you can. Maybe that could be a quick little band-aid there, a little, a little stop gapper, if you will, or a gap stopper, however you want to say it. Maybe you can do that right tackle. I just know that at the left tackle spot, there's no way. When you only play in 20 games over the last three years, that is not a legitimate option for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sure Brett Beach will take a look at him. Comes down to price. Hope that it's a lower-level deal. If it is, then maybe you take a flyer on him. But he's not a guy that Kansas City really absolutely has to have, in my opinion. At left tackle, you better have someone that's reliable, and I don't think this guy is going to be a reliable option for the Chiefs. Jack, did you see the tweet from Lewin? Yeah, I did see uh, Lewin's tweet, and I think it always sparks interest because he was a big name at one point. He was one of the more coveted tackles in football, but you pointed it out right there about two minutes ago, Pat. The guy's played in, what was it, 20 games in the last three years? He's 20 missed 34. Games in the last three years. He's missed 34 games. Uh, and if you're looking at him to be the left tackle, I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, he played two games last year. He was hurt last year. He's on the wrong side of 30. Um, PFF didn't really score him out that highly in those two games. I know overall he's typically a pretty good PFF tackle if you're into that type of stuff. But overall, I mean, I just... Are you? <laughs> I am. I am. I actually do look at PFF I feel a little like bit. PFF, PFF depends on the group. I think the yeah. the the offensive line uh, analysis, I think, is actually pretty spot on. Yes, because you, you can't really look at 
offensive lineman and, and really correct evaluate everything unless you you've played the sport and I I've, I've never played that position I know you you have but it's hard to to pretty much judge how good a lineman is in a game without having much knowledge of the position but if you're looking at Taylor Luan or Lewin to be the left tackle of the Chiefs just kind of look at the age here look at the injury proneness and I don't think that the Chiefs would want to spend money even if it is cheap right and if you're a guy that says well how about you move him over to the right side how about you replace Andrew Wiley Andrew Wiley's younger, he's pretty much the same size as Taylor Lewin, and oh, by the way, he started in all 17 regular season games last year. So there's really not a great fit. Maybe if you wanted to bring him in as depth, but then you start to question, okay, then what about Lucas Niang? What about a guy like Darian Kennard? Uh, you could bring back, you know, a couple guys like an Austin Ryder. I know the center position, he's not a tackle, but you want guys that are more flexible there, and you also want to use a couple of your picks maybe on linemen. It just it doesn't make too much sense for the Chiefs. If Taylor Lewin wants to come to Kansas City, it better be like a one-year, $2 million deal, and I don't think he'll settle for that, even if it is to chase a ring. I agree 110%. I don't think he's going to. I appreciate the effort from Taylor Lewin, the amount of Chiefs fans that really want him just makes me just shake my head a little bit because I understand he's a name, but don't go chasing for names. And I don't think Brett Feach is, is going to be a guy that chases names. Now, the one thing that he does do is if he truly believes that there's an actual reward, uh, like kind of a, a low-risk, high-reward guy, like he has done that with former first-round draft picks, he has done it with a guy by the name of Kyle Long. So it's like you see this and you're like, there is a pattern there for a GM like Brett Feach. But I just don't think this is going to be the move for Kansas City. At least it's not the long-term answer. Some people think that that's going to be, all right, he's going to bridge the gap between Orlando Brown Jr. leaving this year. You have him as a starter this year, and then you can look at other options for next year. I don't think that's even worth it. Don't even rely on him being your starting left tackle. You can't. He is not reliable. And speaking of of guys that might be willing to take a pay cut, so on and so forth, all right, Jack, Pat McAfee, the Pat McAfee show, DeAndre Hopkins was on the show, and he said, quote, he's been hearing a lot of trade talks. According to Ian Rappaport, he goes on that subject. His understanding is if a trade did happen, he'd be flexible on the last two years of his contract rather than shoot for a top-of-the-market deal. DeAndre Hopkins. Talked about it before. And here we sit once again looking at DeAndre Hopkins and going, He's willing to uh, be flexible on the last two years of his contract. Brett Veach, I'm sure, is going to do his due diligence. The, the main thing is you're going to have to give up a draft pick. I would be very cautious in terms of what you're going to give up for DeAndre Hopkins. We saw a tweet yesterday that basically said that Patrick Mahomes is going to play with this current wide receiver group. I think it might have been Ian Rappaport that tweeted it out. If it wasn't him, maybe it was James Palmer. Maybe it was James Palmer. But I do remember seeing the tweet that said that Patrick Mahomes would basically play with the same wide receiver group that he had last year, minus McCole Hardman. The Chiefs believe that McCole Hardman's, uh, let's see, how do I want to put this? His stock is going to be higher than you think. And I've always said that. Because this year's free agency for wide receivers is just poor. So if it's going to be strong for McCole Hartman, then okay. If he's going to be too much for what the Chiefs really want to pay for him, then fine. You let him go. But Chiefs, they still want to bring back Juju Smith-Schuster. That was also part of the tweet. But Kadarius Tony, they're okay with him being number one wide receiver, which is interesting. You have Sky Moore, who took on more of a responsibility down the stretch. I'm sure they bring back Justin Watson for pennies on the dollar. And I wouldn't be surprised if they draft a wide receiver in this year's draft. But DeAndre Hopkins, you look at Kadarius Tony. is he really the number one receiver that you want for Kansas City? Or do you make the trade for DeAndre Hopkins, who could be your number one wide receiver? The whole being flexible in the last two years of the contract, that sounds great. He doesn't want to shoot for the top of the market deal. Okay, fantastic. 
If he wants the ring chase, then maybe this can work. But I don't know. I still just it still just makes me wonder what it's going to look like with DeAndre Hopkins. Does that make you more intrigued now, Jack Johnson, that DeAndre Hopkins said, or excuse me, not him, but Ian Rappaport. Ian Rappaport said that DeAndre Hopkins seems like he's willing to be flexible in the last two years of his contract, which is the biggest sticking point with DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I think it comes down to you know how much money he's going to want. But you know, I think it was what was it a week ago when we were talking about DeAndre Hopkins and how I was all over at the time. And even with the age, you know, DeAndre Hopkins has shown that he is a very valuable number one type of receiver and is still proven to be that. And maybe could be that two or three years down the road. However, I think it was Albert Breer yesterday that tweeted out, and maybe it's just a smokescreen going into the draft. Maybe the Chiefs will be more aggressive, but it sounds like they want Kadarius Tony to evolve into that number one receiver. I'm so skeptical like- about it because he's shown he's been banged up a couple of times, though he was really good when he was on the field. Your number one wide receiver needs to be very reliable. I think they also added in, or Albert Breer added in, that they want to re-sign Juju for whatever cost that would be. So you're going to have pretty much the same wide receiver group, and in no way, shape, or form does it sound like DeAndre Hopkins could be a potential fit there in Kansas City, regardless if he's going to take a pay cut there. And I think Kansas City feels pretty comfortable with where they're at. At least that's the feel that I'm getting with it. I think they'll use one of their early picks on a wide receiver as well, so you add another young guy into that group. It goes back and forth, right? I think I'm kind of on the same you know, wavelength as DeAndre, or with DeAndre Hopkins as everybody is here in Kansas City of, yeah, you're going to be pretty excited if they bring in a guy like that because he's a number one caliber type of wide receiver. But at the same time, I'm not losing any sleep if they don't go out there and get him because they've proven with this group they can still be a top three scoring offense. And why maybe go overpay for a guy that maybe has the best years of football behind him when you can have this younger group at a much cheaper cost and continue to keep that window open in 25, 26, and 27. Yep, capitalizing on cheaper contracts. That is the name of the game with this type of contract with Patrick Mahomes. But that is the latest in the Kansas City Chiefs world. Taylor Lewin wants to be a Chief, it seems like. He better not be the long-term option for the Chiefs, so that's a problem. And then DeAndre Hopkins. I'm starting to get convinced a little bit more that this would be decent for Kansas City. But it just comes down to dollars and cents. If he's truly about that and wants the ring chase, that's great. But the compensation for a trade pick, that's something else, too. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals said, hey, we want at least a second. Sorry, I'm, I would not I would not do that for DeAndre Hopkins. That's just me. 316-247-0923, that's the text line. Feel free to hit us up if you would like to chime in on the subject. Later on in the show, Taylor Eldridge of the Wichita Eagle will talk shockers at 302, 325, and over girls basketball coach Hannah Alexander. Later on this hour, our Big 12 tournament picks. Up next, though, Kansas State set to take on TCU tomorrow. Big game. We'll talk about it with the voice of the K-State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. That's next on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita. You're tuned into The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Hi, I'm Capri, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grill Spicy Deluxe is the chicken. They actually put it on the grill, cooked it in the sauce. It's definitely a good grilled spicy sandwich. Hey, I'm Michelle, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grilled Spicy Deluxe is it's spicy and it's full of flavor. When you pair that with the kale crunch salad, it's just good. Order a grilled spicy deluxe sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Available for a limited time. Real guests paid for their testimonials. The NHL returns to Wichita on Saturday, September 23rd. Don't miss the Arizona Coyotes take on the St. Louis Blues in the ICT Ice Classic at Intrust Bank Arena in a preseason matchup. There will be no shortage of excitement on the ice as this NHL preseason game will end with the most exciting play in hockey no matter the score, a shootout. Tickets are on sale now for the ICT Ice Classic featuring the Coyotes and Blues and start out as low as $10. Get your tickets now through selectaseat.com. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. It's true for the typical family, switching to MediShare saves about 500 bucks a month, which is obviously huge for a lot of people. 
But what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate when compared to health insurance. Double. There are 400,000 members now. They've shared over four billion in medical bills so yeah they can handle your bills too and here's the thing if you join metashare complete right now before november 30th they will waive your new member fee so you're going to save even more metashare is the gold standard in healthcare sharing and joining right now makes a lot of sense again pay no new member fees if you join now and start enjoying great savings and a great way to handle your health care call now 844-94-BIBLE that's 844-94-BIBLE 844-94-BIBLE hey wichita make the most out of your summer with a new boat don't miss the marine world boat show saturday march 25th at 7979 west kellogg huge preseason discounts on industry leading wakeboard and pontoon boats Food trucks for lunch and raffles all day long. You will get huge discounts at the Marine World's Boat Show on Saturday, March 25th at 7979 West Kellogg starting at 9 a.m. Family owned and operated, Marine World is ready to make you a part of the Marine World family. Curtis Siebold here with good news. Now you can listen to the program with Seren Petro on your way home. Every weekday from 4 to 6 here on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Hear the most listened to sports talk show in Kansas City. Seren, producer Jed Marshall, and I give you in-depth analysis and opinions with a sense of history and a sense of humor. We'll also give you the best guest lineup you'll find anywhere. So when you punch out, punch up Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Welcome back to The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Producing is Jack Johnson. I'm Pat Strothman. Coming up in our number two, you'll hear from Hannah Alexander, the head girls basketball coach at Andover High School. Taylor Eldridge just around the corner as we will talk Wichita State basketball. But it is Big 12 Tournament Week. And to talk more about that for the K-State Wildcats, we welcome in the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. Wyatt, glad to have you back on the show. Big 12 Tournament Week. We're all excited to be at T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. This is always an exciting week. No doubt. And, and of course, we around the league have been talking about this all season, what a great tournament we should have based on what we saw during the regular season, and here we are. And I I did an interview a while ago, and I, I was asked about TCU, and I said I'm still having a hard time looking at them and thinking a sixth seed, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but it shows you how good the league is. I mean, it, it's just been such a fun year for, for us uh, covering the league, uh, K-State in particular with what Coach Tang and his group has done. I can't wait to get her rolling, bud. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, no doubt. And we'll talk about that game here in just a little bit. But to wrap up the regular season, K-State fell to West Virginia 89-81. to Hot start for Kansas State. The West Virginia, they rally, take a two-point lead into the locker room, and West Virginia would get the win by eight. I know Kansas State's Desi Sills. Uh, that was kind of a, a, a big loss there for Kansas State, and the Wildcats had to adjust to it. And let's be real, going to Morgantown, very tough place to play, and we all knew that West Virginia would be amped up. Not like nothing was on the line for K-State, because it obviously was, but West Virginia right. just trying to make the NCAA tournament, and a win like that is going to go a long ways for them. So your thoughts on the game in Morgantown? Well, your point is a good one because I had an opportunity to visit briefly with Coach Huggins before the ball game, and I said, what are you thinking? And with no hesitation, he said, we've got to win today. <laughs> and, and it kind of gives you a sense of how they looked at it, and I thought they played with an edge. I thought they had a very stoked crowd. I think they overcame K-State's early decent start. And I don't think K-State played a poor game, but I think when it comes down to it, um, I think you have to credit West Virginia uh, and how they played offensively. Uh, again, I'll, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll reference another interview. I said in another interview earlier this week that I thought it was as well as I'd ever seen Kedrian Johnson play in person. I thought he was really good and one of the stars of the game. 
you know, Stevenson hit some hard shots, all of that kind of stuff. But they were really cut in and did a nice job. I was proud of K-State's efforts, uh, even though they didn't get to the foul line much and they were hampered again by turnovers. But playing without Desi was a little bit odd, and I, I think they were asking some guys to do some things that they hadn't been asked to do for quite some time. A Cam Carter would, as an example, come to mind. Um, and, and they fought hard, but uh, West Virginia that day was just a better club, frankly. Yeah, and I mentioned this on Monday, as much as I like Tyking Green, but you, you look at him and Desi Sills, they're, they're just different players. And Desi yeah. is a guy who can get to the rim and maybe a little bit more offensively gifted. But I think Desi on the defensive side also really good too. Tyke Green, I think he's still just trying to get a feel for for things because yeah. he's had his he's had his moments. It's kind of spot spot playing time throughout this season. So I felt like you take Desi out of the lineup and you put Tyke in the game. And you're thinking, hey, I, I know you want him to to have a great game, but it, it, as you brought up, it, you're just putting a guy in a tough position that you know he he just hasn't been in that position so far this year. Yeah, and, and here's the other thing uh, that that. I know people understand this, but Desi had started four straight times after coming off the bench 26 straight times, and he had averaged about 29 and a half minutes a game. Ike, meantime, was just over 11 minutes per game, and they are asked to do different things. And I've said all along that, you know, K-State has been led by Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson. Everybody sees that. But I think one of those next most important pieces, um, and and I don't know if it's in this order or in any order, would be Naquan Tomlin and Desi Sills. I, I believe that those are K-State's four best players more, more times than not. And when you don't have one of those guys on the road in that environment, it may sound like an excuse, but it's reality, you're going to miss Desi. I, I love his game, and uh, he's been just really rock solid for K-State all year long. So he's back. He will play in the game um, tomorrow, uh, and, and it's <laughs> you can just tell there's some relief around the program that he's back and in the fold, and it's been a tough couple of weeks for him, but uh, as we all know, he's a tough kid, and he'll be fine. Yeah, no doubt. Voice of the K-State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson here on the Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM, K-State and TCU taking place tomorrow. Again, you can hear right here on ESPN, Wichita 92.3 FM. Wyatt, I feel like this this has been a common theme, hang on to the ball, and you have some good success, which I know you don't want to make it that simple, but K-State suffered from 20 turnovers in West Virginia. The Mountaineers had 16 turnovers themselves. West Virginia scores 23 off the miscues for K-State. K-State scores 20 points off the turnovers for West Virginia. But when you give the ball up, it's – Pretty darn simple. You give the ball up, especially live ball turnovers. Good teams find ways to make you pay. And if they do that more often than not, then that team's probably going to get the win. And once again, turnovers popped up on Saturday. Well, you said it all there from my perspective, or most all of it, because I I don't know how many times I heard Stan Stan Weber say live ball turnovers on Saturday, but it was too many. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and it it was a frustrating day from that perspective. Again, I like K-State's fight. I thought they had a good plan without Desi. They had some guys. I mean, it was, it was basically Keontae carrying him in the first half and, and Keith in the second, and then other guys kind of filling in some spots. But, again, not enough to offset, you know, those guys that I talked about before. Kedrian Johnson was special. Uh, Stevenson's good. I mean, they did. They just have good players. And, uh, you know, they're. <laughs> they. I think we said last week that, West Virginia has played one of the best, if not the best, non-conference schedule in the country. Uh, I, I was still shaking my head a little bit that they felt like they absolutely had to win that game Saturday to, to be in the big dance. But they did it, and they're in now, I think. and Or at least they feel like they are, and I, I believe they are. So, yeah, but, but again, the turnovers um, is what it's all about. Um, earlier today, I watched some film with the team uh, right after their team breakfast, and they were talking about those kind of things again, valuing the basketball and those types of things. And when they do that, they've been a really, really good ball club all year long. Yeah, no doubt. And just uh, to go along with kind of the theme of the day for the Big 12, 
I didn't have a chance to watch a whole heck of a lot on Saturday because I was doing a doubleheader for Wichita State. And I got to say, I'm looking at the scores, and I'm going, oh, Iowa State dominates Baylor after the news with Caleb Grill. K-State, we knew it would be a challenge in West Virginia, and it was. West Virginia got the win. KU gets dropped by Texas. And I'm like, yep, this sounds like the Big 12. It sounds like the Big 12 conference. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it's absolutely crazy when you think about it. Uh, (laughs) There was zero part of me, Pat, that thought Iowa State was going to win that game in Waco Saturday. Yep. Zero. I admit it. I fully admit it. Uh, I I wouldn't have been surprised either way with the KU Texas matchup, uh, just because I know how how good both teams are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was frankly a little surprised at, at the uh, I guess the separation between the two. I don't I don't think KU played as well as they normally do, and maybe they didn't have the juice that they normally do. I don't know. I didn't really see that much of it, just bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. But it, it shows you every, every matchup, every game is different in this league, and you better be locked and, and ready to roll. Yeah, without question. And I'm right there with you. I don't think any of us saw that coming from Iowa State because we all thought, no. well, all right, well, the disastrous ending continues here for the Cyclones, and this is going to be it, and then they go and do that. And I'm like, okay, well, never mind. Uh, don't count them out, apparently, which <laughs> yeah, just true. it's it's been the theme all season long in the Big 12 uh, the Big 12 as a whole, Keontae Johnson, Marquise Noel, both being honored. Keontae Johnson being the newcomer of the year. A little bit surprised that Marquise wasn't the most improved player of the conference, but K.J. Adams also had another good year, so you'll, I'll give him some credit there. And then maybe the most important thing is Jerome Tang being named the Big 12 Coach of the Year, which was a no-brainer, which is weird. Because it's like, you know, you want to talk about it and break it down. You can make arguments for certain coaches, but at the end of the day, what he's been able to do, uh, there's no doubt that he deserves that type of recognition. So your thoughts on the Big 12 honors that were announced not too long ago? Well, let's start with Coach Tang. I was just thrilled for him. Um, he uh, the, the efforts that he's put into, you know, this job from the, the start um, – when he when he came to Manhattan um, it has been extraordinary and and I don't mean just coaching the team and bonding with the team and all of those kind of things it's it's being on campus and being involved and getting the students jacked up for the season and you know eight eight sellouts during the year and all of those kind of things I think tells you that he really got people excited about it and and to their credit, they performed, and, and they were a good product to come watch, and people really got on board. I, I think that that's a, a large part of it. Um, they've, they've certainly, you know, weathered storms all year long. They've gotten better, and I, I he has said it, I have said it. This is a, a team that I believe has a really good basketball sense about them. They, they, they learn. Uh, they've grown, and, and I, I know uh, – in, in Coach Tang's mind, they're they're capable of pretty much anything on on most nights. So that's exciting moving forward. The other two guys, it's interesting that you say that about Marquise because I I don't think anybody really looked at him as a potential player for uh, the most improved. And this is no disrespect to to anybody. I, I I thought when I first started thinking about it, one of the guys that jumped to the forefront for me was Caleb Boone at Oklahoma State. Yeah. And, and certainly you think of K.J. Adams. But I was looking at Marquise's numbers. I mean, you know, a year ago he was 12.4 points, 3.4 rebounds, 5 assists with 43 made threes. This year, 17 points, 3.5 rebounds, 7.7 assists, 74 threes. And as we all know, led the league in scoring, assists, steals, and minutes in conference games. Yep, That's a pretty good leap in terms of improvement. <laughs> Don't you think? I mean, that, that's that's startling. And, and so, yes, I think I could make a strong argument that he could have won that one too. Didn't, but he could have. Yeah, and I think that was, that's definitely something you got to bring up because I think last year, maybe that's why, maybe because the the what he what he did last year. I think you're like, oh yeah, he was sure. a good player, really good player. And so maybe yeah. it's not that big of a deal that he would take that major leap. And it's like, well, just take a look at what he was able to do. That's yeah, it's pretty darn. Yeah, special. the numbers are so much better. Oh yeah, and I, you know, I guess I would say this too. Um, you know, I I think Coach Tang 
helped him in, in, in so many ways. Um, and, and as we all know, Marquise is a very confident person in, in himself and his abilities and, the, you know, his work ethic and all of those things. He, he's all in on that stuff. And yet he's the first guy to, to say, you know, this has been a team effort. Um, he talked about that on Monday. He, he loves Coach Tang. He and Keontae were good together at that little presser on Monday at the Ice Family Basketball Center because you, you could tell that they had quite a few talks before Key committed to K-State on, you know, what was possible and, and those types of things. And um, they, they've developed quite a quite a chemistry from my perspective. And I'm, I'm so proud of what Keontae's done too, man. He's, <laughs> he's a model of consistency and such a nice young guy. Voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson here on the Pulse on ESPN, Wichita 92.3 FM. K-State and TCU tomorrow here on ESPN, Wichita and Wyatt. Last week I had C.J. Moore from The Athletic on the airwaves. Love talking to C.J. He does a great job with his articles. And, of course, we had to talk about the Big 12, talk about KU, talk about K-State. And then I asked him about the, the Big 12 tournament, who's a, a dark horse of the Big 12 tournament. And without hesitation, he's, he says TCU. <laughs> like, it didn't yeah, take yeah. him long. He's like, TCU, they're, 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 they're healthy. They're a dangerous team. And then I threw I, – I continued. I, I went another step further. I go, well, what about, what about the NCAA tournament? And he stuck with his answer. He goes, I'm telling you, TCU is a very deadly team. So uh, a tough draw – Tomorrow, to say the least, for Kansas State, I think a lot of the points that he made just made sense to me. So, K-State, TCU, your thoughts on the showdown tomorrow? Well, first I'll say this about CJ. I I totally respect him, and and I'm not a writer's critic, but I think he's terrific at what he does, and I think his knowledge of the league is is very, very good. And I think he nails TCU. You know, if you look at the numbers, when they've had Mike Miles, they have been a probably a top 15 team. I don't think you would disagree with that. Mm-hmm. And I've said all year long, repeating what Coach Tang has said, Coach Tang has said for a couple of two or three months here that when they're playing at their optimum level, TCU could be the best team in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. And here they said is the sixth seed through you know the injuries to Lampkin and to Miles. But the, the one thing that sticks out for me is is that they just, if you look at their team, they're the one team in the league that has all five starters back. And I just really appreciate their bench. Micah Peavy has really grown through the, the season. Uh, Xavier Court, Shahade Wells, Jacoby Coles, Rondell Walker. You could argue that that's the best bench in the league, too. So, it's not a joke that CJ's saying that or guys like Jerome Tang say that. This team, we saw what they did a year ago, and they could have even gone farther. I mean, they're they're dangerous and they're legit, and if you don't think so, you, you're not paying enough attention in my mind. Yeah, without question. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens tomorrow. I'm sure the number one thing is for K-State, don't turn the ball over and run back. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and, and running back is an interesting way to say it, too, because you better be back because if not, Mike Miles will run over you, and you don't want anybody <laughs> that's 6'2", and oh, they list him at 195, but he's probably 205, and he's a rock. Um, I don't know that I'm stepping in front of that, are you? No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. He's like a linebacker playing guard. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And then on top of that, they have uh, Lampkin in the middle, and I – on on, oh, yeah. on accident, why I kid you not, <laughs> Jack Johnson, my producer, who's fantastic, we we were talking the other day, and, and he brought up Joe Lenardi and, and called him Luinardi. I'm just like, what'd you say? It's Joe Lenardi. And then I go, look, man, don't stress out about it because I'm pretty sure, when I was talking about TCU, I'm pretty sure I called Lampkin Lumpkin. Because the guy is a is a big dude in the middle. I didn't mean any offense by that, but I'm like the dude's such a, a behemoth in the middle that that he he's a difference maker for for TCU. There's no doubt. Well, he's so he's so athletic and and so active for a a guy his size. And and what I mean by that is he's listed at six eleven and two sixty eight. And and you know this when he showed up on campus, he was over three bills. He has worked really hard on his body um, and has fought through a, a high ankle sprain this year, which cannot be easy trying to 
be in and out of that lineup and that. I, I respect his motor um, and and just his efforts. He, he you know, I, I wish, well, maybe I don't wish, but I'm sure they wish he would have been healthy all year long because you could make another argument there uh, for most improved player in the league. He's done a really nice job. Yeah, I like that. All right, last but not least, I know it's basketball, 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 but – Speaking of weight, I saw that Chris Kleiman said that Avery Johnson has already put on 15 pounds. <laughs> yeah, everybody heard that, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> I perked I, up. I was so excited. <laughs> I was excited to hear Coach Kleiman yesterday at his presser. Uh, they had, had practiced yesterday morning lightly. They have uh, practiced yesterday and one more this week. Then they're off next week for spring break. And then the final 13 after that. And I think he's really excited um, you know, to, to pick up. Uh, and get going again um we all know what happened last year and how special that was and and yet i think they feel like they you know (laughs) they have work to do yet they've got a lot of really good football players back and integrating some some uh red shirts and some new faces uh i i've said this to you before but i i love spring ball for that and getting to know some of those young guys and um, I want this basketball thing to go away, but I'm also interested to see how spring football is going to play out over the next month or so. So uh, here we go. Let's strap it on and get after it. <laughs> Let's get after it. Wyatt, thank you so much for your time. Have a good one this weekend in Kansas City, and we'll be up there as well. So we'll see you around. You got it, partner. Looking forward to it. Thank you, sir. Greatly appreciate it. It's the voice of the K-State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson, here on The Pulse. Coming up, Taylor Eldridge. For the Wichita Eagle, we'll talk Shocker basketball with him at 302. We'll have Vandover girls basketball coach Hannah Alexander at 325. Up next, some things we got to talk about with the Big 12 tournament. Just told you about Lampton there, or Lampkin, sorry. See, I, I always mess up his name. He's the one I mess up all the time. Lampkin, there's some news Regarding him, that we just found out, and there's also some news involving a KU basketball player. That's next here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita. The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. KC fans, it's time to celebrate another championship. And there's no better way to do it than with a delicious Warbeard Irish Red, the official red ale of fans of Kansas City football. After you take that first sip, you'll want to hoist it, just like Big Red did with the trophy. And just like the team, Warbeard Irish Red is at the top of the heap. It's the number one selling locally made craft beer in Kansas. So as you celebrate your team being the best, grab a six-pack of the best beer. Warbeard Irish Red, the official beer of fans of Kansas City football. How do holiday grill masters take food from good to mm, wow? Kingsford 100% hardwood pellets. Made in the USA with North American ingredients and 100% natural hardwood blend, Kingsford wood pellets can be used on any pellet grill and add delicious, smoky wood flavor to any holiday meal. So look for Kingsford 100% hardwood pellets. Because with Kingsford, the holidays just taste better. Find at homedepot.com. The IRS, the world's most aggressive collection agency. They can seize your property, bank account, and garnish your wages. They cause sleepless nights for millions of Americans. Don't be one of them. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, get protected today. Call 800-312-9970. Coast One Tax Group, protecting your bank, home, and your sleep since 2008. With hundreds of five-star reviews and an A-plus on the Better Business Bureau. Call Coast One Tax Group, 800 312-9970. Stanley from New York owed $93,000. The IRS placed a levy on his bank account. Coast One released the levy and settled with the IRS for $2,000. Mark in Michigan owed $225,000. After Coast One stepped in, Mark walked away paying less than $1,500. Call Coast One now. A 10-minute call can save you up to 93% on your back taxes. Get your fresh start today. That's 800-312-9970. 
Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, (laughs) environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Your exclusive home of Championship Week, ESPN Wichita 92.3. ESPN Wichita is bringing you a full week of college basketball action leading up to March Madness. We'll have exclusive live play-by-play of the Big 12 Tournament in Kansas City, plus the ACC and Big 10 Tournament Championship Games. And it all leads to our Selection Sunday special to kick off March Madness right here on your home for college basketball, ESPN Wichita. 92.3 FM. Oh, you gonna take me home tonight? Oh, down beside that red firelight. Oh, you gonna let it all hang out, fat bottom girls? You make the rocking world go round. Only a couple minutes left here in hour number one on the Pulse, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Straight ahead, Taylor Eldridge from the Wichita Eagle, Hannah Alexander from Andover Girls Basketball, and we'll also give you an update at State. State tournament action taking place right now at the high school level. We'll tell you about that here shortly. Some news regarding the Big 12 tournament. We just got down talking about TCU. Well, the Horned Frogs, they are going to be without Eddie Lampkin. Eddie Lampkin will not travel with the team to Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament, according to multiple reports. Lampkin is dealing with personal and mental health issues, is what it shows here from the Dallas Morning News. On Wednesday, Lampkin posted several screenshots on Instagram of conversations in which he appears to dispute the reasons for his absence from the team. Six points per game, six rebounds a contest. It's a big loss for TCU. Not ideal. Also, for KU, the Jayhawks are hopeful that Kevin McCullough can play, but that might not happen. And the reason why that might not happen, Kevin McCuller is dealing with back spasms. He is hopeful he can play tomorrow. He was limited in practice today. I would imagine he'll give it a go, but that's cer- certainly something to watch as well. Kansas, when you take a look at the Big 12 tournament, Kansas is technically not the betting favorite for the Big 12, based on what I see here from the Athletic. The Athletic shows you the odds to win. Although I guess if you look at certain books, one book would have KU at plus 225, but Texas is another favorite here. Texas, technically, if you look at the win percentage according to a basketball model from The Athletic, if you take metrics and you simulate the conference tournament 100,000 times, the athletic shows that Texas was the winner 29% of the time, Kansas 24.6%, K-State at 10.1%, Baylor 9.7%, Oklahoma at 1.6%. Jack, who's your pick? I think I'm going to stick with Kansas here. I know that's kind of the the biased pick or just taking the number one seed, but I think they'll get past West Virginia. That Jack would be proud of you. Yeah, he certainly would be. I'd take Kansas over West Virginia because the Mountaineers get past Tech without Mark Adams. I think Baylor doesn't allow Iowa State to beat them like a drum the last time they did last weekend on Saturday. So Kansas gets to the championship game. I'll take K-State over the Horn Frogs because Eddie Lampkin is out, and then I'll take Texas over, uh, I'll go Oklahoma. There. I think they get past the Cowboys, so I got Texas over Oklahoma, then Texas over K-State. KU-Texas in the championship, and since I don't think the Longhorns will beat Bill Self twice in two weeks, give me the Jayhawks in Kansas City. Yeah, I keep going back and forth. If, if Lampkin would have been available, I think I would stand by what I said about TCU and go with the Horn Frogs. 
I think that's a tough draw for K-State, but now things should change. And I believe after that news, TCU is a two-point favorite in tomorrow's game, just FYI. I want to pick Texas, but I think you bring up a good point. I don't know if KU is going to allow Texas to win twice in such little time. Baylor is an interesting one, but Baylor just can't defend. But if Baylor gets hot, I can see Baylor winning. K-State certainly has a shot as well because of Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel. But I'm going to go with KU as well. I think KU finds a way to get the job done. So Big 12 tournament taking place tonight. Playing games tomorrow. We'll be broadcasting live from Kansas City with our Big 12 championship tournament coverage. Should be great. All right, that does it for hour number one. Up next, Taylor Eldridge from the Wichita Eagle here on the Pulse. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.